Hey friends, welcome back to the Lighthouse Podcast. Christy, we are officially in the month of September. Thank goodness, August is uh, over. (laughs) The Starbucks pumpkin drinks are in full effect. Yes, they are. And we just uh, had a long weekend, which is fantastic. What'd you do for the long weekend? I did something super unique to a Lighthouse staffer. I went to the beach, (laughs) (laughs) but I didn't go to work at the beach, Mm. and that is super unique. That is unique. I don't fully feel like I relax on the beach because, but I didn't go to a beach where we currently work nice so but i i do get there and i'm kind of like so what do people do at the beach like when you're not like having an event for 150 people do people like just sit there so i'm a little antsy there's a lot of wandering around feet in the sand uh, yeah. Reading a book, maybe. Yeah. Bike rides, bike like those rides. things. I, I don't. I'm not a huge beach person, so honestly, a lot more time bike riding and just yeah. being around and less sitting on the beach. Well, that's fantastic. How about you? We uh, we went on a fun trip, bucket list trip. Um, oh. A local bucket list yeah. trip. We went with some friends. Um, Jan and I are big. We love sporting events and major sporting events. Yeah. And so on our bucket list was the tennis U.S. Open. Uh, and so we've been talking about it for that years. That local? I don't it's, feel like Well, I mean, like local, local to like the United <laughs> like, States. Is that in Atlanta? Because no, I feel I like I mean, like not. we didn't like have to go get shots and go somewhere right. across the sea. You know, we didn't have to <laughs> jump the pond. You don't want shots in your major sporting yeah. events. We didn't I get jump it. the pond I get to it. do it. So we went to New okay. York. I uh, caught a couple days of that. And then our oh. friends had never been to New York. So we took them on a nice. tour of some different things because we've been a bunch. So Way to go with the bucket places. list. So that was fun. We had a really good time. Also in September, but the real reason, the real September, reason. right? Why September is amazing. Yeah. It's Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. It is, and it's super personal to all of us here, but also to my family particularly. So if you're new here, Childhood Cancer Awareness, it's every September, and it's super important. We are advocating and we're educating. We're trying to increase funding, not for us, but for research and treatment and supporting our families and our kids that are going through this journey. So it's just, it's real personal. Um, And it's a great chance for all these families to kind of get their stories told and to kind of just create some education and some awareness around them. Yeah, that's right. So during this month, Lighthouse is going to be highlighting families and sharing stories about the impact of childhood cancer on their family. We're going to do that through the podcast, through blogs, through social media. Uh, and really just trying to ra- raise awareness. There's a lot of great organizations raising awareness about research. We want to raise awareness about the challenges of, of what it what a family goes through uh, on this journey. And, and so everybody understands, wow, this is a big deal. It doesn't just impact that child. It impacts the entire family. So that's what you're going to be hearing this month as well as uh, through our social media blog and all those different avenues as well. And today we have really special guests to kick it off. First of all, we had in person which is fantastic guests, which is just a we treat for us but today you guys are going to hear from mark and robin myers so robin and mark are good friends of lighthouse they are the parents of four beautiful girls meredith kendall jenna and kylie who went to be with jesus when she was just 12 so it's special to get some time with them and they are just going to share with us just kylie who she was um the strength and her faith that she really displayed through her entire treatment um and just the bonds that she created with everybody around her so get ready to hear their story and kind of learn what it means to be smiley for kylie hey mark and robin welcome to the lighthouse podcast man we're so glad you guys said yes to sit down with us and in studio in person that's a huge treat for us person yeah it's pretty special for us a lot of our stuff zoom and so it's nice to have some local folks come in and sit down uh, and come to the office. We're glad you're here. That's great. Thanks to be for here. inviting yeah. us. Yeah, uh, we want to hear about your story, your journey, and and about Kylie and Kylie's story. And so we're going to get to that um, in a second. But first, uh, um, I want to just start with like, if you could describe Kylie in in one word, what, what what would that word be? I don't think we would have to think very long. Both of us, I think, would say joy. 
she was just a little bundle of joy personified. Yeah. From we called her Smiley Kylie from the time she was born. She oh, just really? always had a smile on her face. Yeah. And just she exuded joy all the time. Yeah. And that became a thing. We'll get to that. Um, yeah. Smiley for Kylie. That definitely became a thing for sure, even more so in y'all's um, journey. But I just, yeah, wanted to start um, in with that. Yeah. So let's get into the story a little bit of um, Kylie's, di- if you could just walk us through Kylie's diagnosis and then sure. a little bit of like what her treatment looked like. So uh, she started having leg pain. We were on a trip to Disney in February of 2014, and she started having leg pain. When we look back, we can see that she was losing weight a little bit and um, not eating at Disney World. And so we just assumed that we had walked so much. I mean, you walk yep. 12 to 14 right. miles a day. So we just assumed we had walked so much that we had just tired her out. Um, but then the, the persistent leg pain just continued and continued, and, and we went to several doctors you know, who diagnosed her from uh, Oshkosh Slaughters, you know. You had to kind of fight to be taken seriously, right. honestly, because they think she's a healthy 12-year-old child. Yeah. And and so I would call back and they would say, alternate Tylenol and Advil. And then I'd call back and they'd say, try crutches for a few days. And then uh-huh. I would go back and, and she couldn't lift her leg up off the table. And he said, well, maybe it's muscle atrophy from being on crutches. And I'm thinking it, it's been a week. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's been a that. week. It was before so, the yeah. yeah. So so either we can do this the easy way or we can do it. Or you the can hard listen to way. mom. You can just That's listen right. to the mom. But I'm not leaving this office until right. you order an MRI. But we yeah. really it was about a month process and really fighting to get them yeah. to take us seriously yeah. enough to have a scan. So we ended up I mean you you, you know, in, in that situation you really have to advocate for yourself yep. and for your child. I mean yeah. our healthcare professionals are fantastic, uh, but they're they're treating so many kids and your vested interest is your child. Yeah. So we uh, we're told we could get us on the schedule or we could show up at the hospital at to, the get emergency room. to get an MRI. Okay. So we showed up on that, Sunday night. I was going to say, that's yeah. a secret <laughs> trick. And just yeah. show up. So we showed up on Sunday night. Okay. got our MRI on Monday. And then through a battery of testing, it took four days from that point. Did you just go to the regular hospital or did you go we to children's hospital? We went to children's, yeah. 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 Um, it took four days from that point for them to narrow it down to a cancer diagnosis, and it was still they weren't exactly sure what it was. But uh, in the in the interim and all that time, uh, she had had one tumor. Now she had three, so she was metastatic at diagnosis. She had wow. a, a tumor in her hip, her knee, and her lung, uh, which which took our percentage chances well down yeah. from maybe seventy percent you know, to about 30. And so we're digesting all that information on Ewing sarcoma and what is it? I mean, you know, it's something I had never heard of. Right. Um, So we're digesting all that information and get transferred to the AFLAC floor and and, and start that process of of treatment immediately, you know, by uh, her her treatment was supposed to be uh, several rounds of chemo, followed by radiation, followed by more chemo. Um, did they have a time frame on it? Was it like, hey, we're going to do this for nine months, we're going to do this for six months? I believe it was nine months. It was about eight and a half months of chemo, and then um, originally the first plan was to do that chemo alternated every two weeks, and then a different type of chemo, and then radiation. She responded great for the first, I guess this was April, and the end of, of the first scans she was doing great. The, the tumors were responding to the chemo and she was making huge improvements. And then we had second scans Labor Day weekend. Yep. And 
we got there and instead of admitting us, they brought us in the room and said, she's not responding anymore to gotcha. this chemo. And so we switched gears okay. and we we're going to start radiation immediately. And we just felt like we met with the radiologist and, and we ended up, it was that weekend. It was, it was Labor Day weekend. There is a Ewing sarcoma expert who was leading the field. And at the time he was in North Carolina and he called us back on Labor Day. Really? Um, it, it was a God thing. I had, I reached out to several people. You, you get to know people in the cancer community yep. and, and uh, had friends and I reached out and all three of them said, you should, you should talk to him. Yeah. And so immediately I, I sent him an email and he responded on a holiday weekend. Wow. And said, I'd love to see her this week. And wow. So we did the radiation and um, in Charlotte, North Carolina, because that's where he was at the time so that we could be with him. Right. Um, so that was supposed to be two months. It ended up being longer. Um, but, it, and again, at first she responded great and she was walking again, which she hadn't been able to do for a while. Yeah. Um, and things looked great until suddenly it didn't. Yeah. And mm -hmm. she started having pain again and we thought we were having the last radiation and the radiologist who was fantastic was on vacation and when he found out she was having pain, he came in on from vacation to do scans for her and um, it had just spread. Yeah, it had spread everywhere. You know, when she was diagnosed, um, she had a God perspective on the whole thing. Her first words were, God must have a great big plan for me. Wow. At 12 years a 12 old. Year old. A 12 wow. year old. A 12 year old. She's the youngest of, of four, so she played up she watched tv sure. up she yeah. was more mature than, yeah. than our others yeah. um and then a lot of kids her age but that was her perspective going yeah. through the whole thing and she saw uh, you know on social media she saw other children who were uh struggling especially young girls struggling with ewings or other cancers and yeah. her heart just broke for them sure and she prayed for them and she reached oh, out wow. to them and would would try and talk to them and we've got several very close friends that came from her reaching out to to other families wow. You mentioned that she was the youngest. How did it go? How did you involve the big sisters? And how did you have those conversations? Because they were old enough to know. You know, they get mm -hmm. to an age when they're little, you can kind of just use words like, you know, there's something wrong with right. someone's leg and we're going to... But when they're older, they know the big words and they yeah. know things like prognosis and they know all the things. I think it just makes it a lot harder. How did you have those... How did you even know how to start those conversations? I don't know that we made a conscious decision right away, but we decided to let Kylie have input on her treatment from the start. Hmm. So we didn't have doctors take us out in the hall we talked to her and let her have input. Yeah. This is her body. I yeah. mean, this is her. And, yeah. and so um, we took, the, we, um, as soon as she was, we found out it was cancer. Of course, her sisters were worried. Uh, she wanted her sisters at the hospital. Yeah. So I drove um, from Scottish Rite up to South, or South Forsyth and um, sat them down on the floor. And I, I, I told them Kylie has cancer. Of course, the tears started. And, and I remember our oldest Meredith said, well, what are we going to do? And I, and I, you know, I just said, we're going to, we're going to cry and we're going to pray and we're going to be smiling for Kylie when Kylie can't smile. Mm. And so, um, they were involved from that point. They, um, they decided on, we could 
get other people, friends and family around the country to be smiley for Kylie. Yeah. And so take pictures. So let's get the Twitter and the, the yeah. Facebook and the, the Instagram. Yeah. So they grabbed them. By the time we got to the hospital, we had a whole little social media yeah thing and and meredith put out the first smiley for wow. kylie that um we asked friends to, to old, post that as how well how old are the are were her sisters when this when she was 12 so how old were the were the girls they're two right at two years apart jenna was Age 14 so she was in eighth grade kendall was in 10th grade and um meredith was a senior in high school okay yeah so 14 16 18 ish yeah right around there yeah okay. yep. wow um you talked about the very beginning right the word um joy um you guys had a lot of ups and downs and Kylie had a lot of ups and downs, um, in that, in that season and treatment. Um, how did she, how did she do with the joy? So she had every side effect that can possibly come with the chemo. She had mouth sores that went all the way down her intestinal oh, and esophagus. She had C. diff like four times. We, in fact, I think one of the big things that made the chemo not effective is the, side effects just pummeled her so much that they had to put off chemo and so we couldn't stay on top of it because it would just wipe her just decimated her so she had a really really rough time it was very intense and i think for her she knew that her joy didn't come from circumstances it came from just a deep and abiding love of jesus and other people and she was very conscious to fight for moments of joy. Yeah. So it was a conscious choice that I can either just wallow in how bad things are, or I can choose to find the places of joy. And for her, a lot of times that was hanging, just clinging to time with family and with her sisters. She just yeah. adored them. And um, she would just find funny things to do. Meredith could talk her into anything. So. <laughs> Halloween, she was bald. Mark had shaved his head in solidarity with her, and they painted their heads orange. And we have this picture of them lined up with pumpkins. You know, she that's amazing. She was in the hospital one time, so sick, and she said, "Dad, do you think if you put this pulse ox up your nose, it would light up like Rudolph?" And so, you know, that's right. It does. It does. It actually does. Um, So she just would look for ways like I can make you smile. I'm, I can find a way to, to salvage some joy from this day. And she just did that every day. And sometimes it was like 10 minutes, sec- like how can we get through the next 10 minutes, yep. not even the next sure. day. Um, but she was just really, really good at doing that and taught us a lot about how to approach life. 12 years old. I was going to say, yeah. that's a, ma- a huge, I mean, that's old. a maturity that that's unbelievable. I'm not sure I have in, in a 12-year-old. And just a, a mature and deep faith for a twelve-year-old. Mm-hmm. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. That's very inspiring. Um, yeah, that has to give you guys, um, give you courage um, and just a warm heart when you think back. Just because that's to know that that you guys were a part of that, mm-hmm. right? In raising her to be that and and being able to see it. Just that's yeah. We feel honored to be chosen to yeah. to have had that time with her. I mean, it's it's just so neat. Yeah, how special. Special. I remember when my son was in treatment hearing about Smiley for Kylie. Like it was kind of famous. Mm-hmm. And that kind of took off with within like the cancer parent community and the cancer community. How did that whole thing and, and it's still people still talk about it. It's still yeah. all over the place. How did that kind of encourage your whole family? I think it's it's an interesting phenomenon. It stinks that you have to be in the worst place in your life yeah. to see the best part of humanity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um 
we, I mean, we don't know a lot of famous people, um, you know, but, but we're just got out in, in the community and we started seeing, uh, you know, my family's out West and they were all posting pictures and then friends from school, their family, if they traveled would post a picture. And, and, uh, we thought or early on, we thought, let's see if we can get off uh, a smiley for Kylie from all 50 States. We had maybe 12 and, uh, we thought in a few weeks, it took two days. Wow. Oh, wow. Some cheerleaders in Wyoming were the, were the, from the university of Wyoming no were kidding. the last ones. No yeah. Um, so, and then we thought, let's let's go with countries, you know, and see what we can do. And I think we we wiped out Europe really quick. Yeah. Um, but we were getting them all over the place. I think. Well, I think very popular in, Europe, in Turkey. Yes. Oh, really? She's got a very. In fact, they she's call her the little queen of. There. They, they, they call her the little queen of Istanbul. Oh my goodness! And uh, they are a passionate people. There's yeah. four smiley for Kylie tattoos in Turkey. What? Are you yeah. kidding me? No. No. It's crazy. It is. Yeah, it said yeah. it was famous. It's really so famous. There, there's a lady there who really <laughs> got on board and contacted us, and she's very popular in the in the in the medical community and uh she, she got her wow. her people involved i mean it, it was again you, you just wake up in the morning and say and start flipping through and show her what what came kylie loved theater and all of a sudden it was broadway people um oh. would send would take them at intermission and send smiling for kylie's cast pictures yeah no kidding. i mean a lot of the show like the musicals that were in that current season up for the tonys we had like Nine of, nine of nine 12, of 12 or something really? that that had to just lift her up and it, like, it did talk about the 10 minutes of joy in a day exactly. that had to it just just watching her face well and it's such a simple thing i mean we weren't asking anybody to send us money right to do anything more than just post just smile for this kid and post a picture yeah you know which is um, an easy ask yeah and and uh, Kristen Chenoweth and Adina Menzel both contacted no her. Yeah. Wow. I, I mean, it was just it was crazy. Now we found out afterwards, and I don't know how I found out later. There was a a man in Atlanta who was involved in the theater community, and he pushed it out when he saw it. He pushed it out, and and we got to meet Kevin um, after Kylie passed. We had tickets to a, a play that was here in Atlanta, and we invited Kevin to take her oh, her seat. Cool. So uh, we got to meet Kevin then, and just a genuine guy who really just pushed it out there for the, mm, the yeah. cancer community or for the wow. to broadway, broadway community yeah. yeah but i mean there was you know baseball players and it was yeah. just everywhere it was crazy amazing well and it blesses it blessed her but it also i'm thinking of all the people that it gave them 10 minutes to get perspective in their day you know <laughs> like it's a blessing to the other people that got to participate because it gives you it stops you for the day for a minute and thinks about what's really important that you're doing this one small thing, but I'm right. sure that the blessing was on other people as well. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, we're biased, of course, mm -hmm. but I mean, Kylie was a beautiful girl, yeah. even bald. Mm -hmm. She had a, she, you know, her smile just lit up a room. And so, you know, I, I think it did give perspective because it, it's not something that's on the, you know, it's not in Africa. Or it's something way over here that can't touch yep. me. If it can touch this suburban family, exactly. you know, it can, it can touch anybody. anybody. Yeah. yeah. So all the ups and downs of treatment um, and everything you guys are going through, and then you get to February. Tell us what happens in February. That so, was that was when we were in Charlotte, thinking we were about done. But she was having some pain in her in her clavicle and and I think in her jaw, and uh, um, that was when we found out that that things weren't looking very good. And and Kylie had her Make a Wish trip was to go to Broadway. She was going to be in the show Aladdin. 
uh, Make a Wish had worked that out for. Wow. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, she had a walk on part in the play. No kidding. We have the costume. It's this gourd. They created this beautiful, oh, amazing costume yeah. that they later gifted Custom us. Custom fitted for her. Oh, wow. Yeah, and they sent it to us. But um, so she was, we were due to leave uh, that week. And. Um, she just didn't feel good and we it was a going. saturday she said yeah. i just i need to go to the hospital so we went to the hospital and there we had the conversations with doctors that were just terrible tragic yeah. conversations that you don't expect and we weren't able to start any other treatment because she hadn't purged of radiation so she would have had to been 14 days purged of radiation and and nobody was saying that she's not going to get there but um we, we didn't get we didn't make that yeah to start a to try a clinical trial or something else but yeah. when we talked to her she said i have a strange piece she she knew where she was going yeah and um she didn't want to leave us but she did have a piece yeah um that it, she was in god's hands and she was comforting us she was yeah. it was crazy she, she had her Which hand again in her, in that Mom's 12 year old maturity yeah. she's got is crazy that's yeah. unbelievable and she was rubbing my beard you know just you know it was it was it was phenomenal to to see and be a part of um i can't really describe it and the hospital staff was amazing they were trying to work it out so she could still get to new york and they were mm. trying to get yeah. oxygen for the plane and yeah. and they were trying to get her there and she just looked at us and said i just want to go home and be with my sisters mm. so that's what we did it was tuesday tuesday mm -hmm. yeah and and she was due to be on stage on thursday night and she passed on sat on friday um, so yeah. in the evening so. but she did say she looked at mark and said now can i have a baby kitty because <laughs> so wait, we wait. couldn't go to the <laughs> to new york oh so. wow so we had we had two two dogs rescue dogs okay. we had she had already conned me into one cat because when your bald baby says dad i want a big fat cat to sit next to me give during her chemo, a big fat get cat, her a big fat cat yeah. to sit next during chemo and uh, so then she kept at the time there was a commercial called dear kitten which was uh an older cat talking to a younger cat and she said i want to make dear kitten videos but i don't have a kitten she kept telling me that and i said well, <laughs> but we were in charlotte oh let's yeah. get through this Just and then we'll talk for these right. commercials let's get home, let's get home yeah. in charlotte let's get yeah. home yeah so so um that's when she when when we were coming home she had this bright idea now can i have now a baby kitty and so, the answer of course is yes yes, yes. well yes. i thought we would we would keep it for a while we foster it we would foster it and then <laughs> give it back but that little scamp had other plans yeah um you know because her her last words to mom were to please take care of my baby kitty so mm. that baby kitty's not going anywhere yeah yeah no. <laughs> yeah no so we have stanley and liza yeah so you guys have to endure the the hardest thing as as parents um, oh yeah and you've got to feel i would imagine um there's this feeling you yes you have other kids but in the moment you're like oh, I, how do we go on like we just lost our, our baby but you have to go on how was that for you guys working through that because that's just that's hard to do to wrestle with the loss but you also still have a family of three you can't just give up and go well i think that's the key i don't yeah. know that i would have gotten out of bed quite yeah. honestly if it hadn't been for meredith and kendall and jenna i that was why i got out of bed yeah I think for me it was like she said focusing on the family and and you know what i always tell people is you you focus on your circle because other people are going to project and they're not doing it out of meanness or, or need but other people are going to project their grief on you and want to be a part of your grief journey and you have to 
turn that away at times. I, I, I was responsible for, for me, my wife, and my three living kids. And, and everyone else is going to have to deal with themselves unless I potentially have time for right yeah, now, right. for this yeah, season, this, yeah. this one month, six months, one year, two years, you yeah. know. And so um, and we, we, we lost some friends over that. Yeah. And, and it was unfortunate. But but my role was me, my family and my wife. Yeah. And, and, and that's all I could focus on at yeah. that time. But of course, I had to go back to work, too. Right. And, you know, I staring at I used to be able to to juggle balls all in the air at the same time. And I could look at a computer screen and not think about one thing. Yeah. I was like, I always felt like I was up here looking down at right. this lunk sitting in a chair doing yeah. nothing, staring yeah. at a blank computer screen. So it took a while to integrate back to uh, just being able to function. Yeah. How did it, because um, she had such an amazing faith and and even just to the, those last moments you're talking about where she's just even comforting you. But how does that impact your faith still with her being gone were you frustrated with god were you mad you know i i came to the the realization that um to be god is big enough to handle my anger mm -hmm. he he is big enough for me to just tell him honestly where i am and so in saying you are god and you are sovereign and i know that you deserve to be god but I'm mad at you right now and I don't like this. It's still saying it is an acknowledgement of who he is. Yep. It's still acknowledging yeah. his sovereignty and, and he's big enough to handle that. Yeah. And so there was a, a point where that's as far as I got, I'm mad at you. Yeah. Um, and, and then I think it just became for me the next right thing. Like what's the next step? I can't yeah. look at this big picture because I'm too broken and I'm right. too crippled. And I have to look at just the next step. What's the next right thing that God wants me to do? Yeah. And if that just is get up out of bed in the morning and fix my other kids a lunch to take to school and that's it, that's, that's okay that's for that. That's right. okay. Yeah. Um, it's okay not to be okay. And um, it also helped me just to think about, what what would Kylie want us to do? Yeah. And how would she want us to, to proceed? And like Mark spoke at her memorial service, and one of the things that both of us were very um, passionate about, we knew she would want other her other kids, her friends, her age, not to let this impact their faith. Right. Not to let this shake their faith in God. Right. It didn't shake hers. Right. And so for us, for me, it was very much focusing on that. This yeah. is this is what she would want. Right. This is what she she would want this message to be. God didn't fail her. God didn't let her down. And we can't understand it. And I don't still understand it. And won't this side of heaven? But she, but she knew and she trusted that. And we wanted to be sure that that that's the message that we and what an even bigger there. legacy for her to leave mm -hmm. i mean the smiley for kylie 100 percent, right but what an even bigger kingdom legacy of it didn't shake my faith i don't want it to shake yours yeah, yeah. she was That's adamant about powerful that. and and I, I the other thing i wanted to get across is that uh she didn't die early she she, she passed exactly when god had planned for her right. to pass and so she lived out every day to the fullest mm -hmm. and it right up to the very end. And so, you know, God is on his throne. Right. Um, I didn't struggle with anger 
with God. Now, I've heard it said, and I, I love this, that, that anger is one of the highest forms of worship because you are acknowledging God is who he is. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I, I came to a point pretty quickly where um, I, I was thinking, you know, the, the whole why me situation, why us? And, and God really showed me pretty quickly, why not us? Why not you? Why, why, why are you, why do you think you're exempt from this? I mean, when you look biblically at all the people and all the suffering that went on from God with godly people, why not me? Yeah. Who am I? And so, um, that, that, that came pretty quick. I mean, it didn't, I was still immensely sad. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Um, and, and still struggling to, to, to keep, you know, keep going as Robin said, but, um, that was kind of where I, where I landed pretty quick. Hmm. And I also wanted to, to, to leverage that platform that we had built with Smiling for Kylie twofold to, 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 to keep that, um, that kind of, you know, godly legacy that she's put out there that right. people saw. I want to keep that out there as yep. long as I can. And also we've, we've used it to raise money for childhood cancer research, which is the, the thing she told me when she passed. Yeah, because she yeah. said the two things, right? Yeah. Take, take care of the, take take care of the, kitten, the kitten and, and cure childhood cancer. Find a cure for childhood cancer. Yeah. So talk more about that. What have you guys done since? Because you guys have done a lot yeah. So and still are. Yeah, so we... Um, we host. We used to host fundraisers pre-COVID, mm-hmm. um, and and a, a cabaret, which was in line with what Kylie enjoyed. Yeah. Um, and so we we've kind of tapered off tapered off of that because we don't have an affiliation with the school anymore. All our right. kids are out of college, and so um, we really just raise money with our friends. We have several just sweet friends who send a monthly check, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and uh, some that come at the end of the year. And, and so um, we've been able, we've been able to raise a little over $700,000 wow. since, wow. since she was diagnosed to go toward childhood cancer. Research. And y'all do a lot of that through cure, right? We do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We do. And that's where now you even transitioned into where that's where you are full time. I yeah. did. And in 2016, um, I, I saw, I, I was, I was just not ready to sell widgets anymore. I, I'd been in sales for 30 years and, um, you know, and, and I, you know, going back, I had the months she was diagnosed. I had a big customer that I'd been working on for years, placed the order that we've been waiting on. Um, that in effect doubled my commission starting the month she was diagnosed. Wow. Thank you, God. I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. that's only God doing that. Right. And um, so, but but as I got back, um, I just wasn't ready to continue doing that. Um, it just didn't have the same purpose. Of course, it was a good job and it, it allowed me to, um, you know, take care of the family and everything else. But I started looking around um, at, at other positions, maybe to get into the childhood cancer space. And there was an opening I saw at an organization and I knew, uh, Kristen from cure had been the CEO of that organization before, uh, for a brief period of time. So I had been in contact with her and, and just emailed her and said, can you tell me a little bit about this organization? And she said, cause this is why. Yeah. And she said, uh, I don't know them as they exist today. This was a long time ago that I worked there, but if you're serious, I'd like to talk to you. Yeah. And so, a couple months later, um, I accepted a position as director of communications where I get to write and, and work on the website and, yeah. you know, really tell Kylie's story yeah. um, and tell other kids' stories. And, and, you know, I'm just thrilled to be a part of that. It's yeah. difficult at times. Sure. I mean, it's, you know, I'm, I'm getting to know these kids and falling in love with them. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, outcomes aren't always yeah. what we want them to be. Right. Um, but, but I really feel like, you know, this couple 
months ago we we um, sent out five million dollars worth of checks for childhood cancer yeah, research across the country, and that's just that's just unbelievable. That's yeah. incredible. A small part of that. Yeah, that's really cool. I wanted to ask you guys, and you gave some great, you both said something that I think would be super helpful to other parents, but when you're going through like the unthinkable, the best people to go to are the people that have also been through the unthinkable. So for parents who have recently lost a child, you, you gave some really good things already. Um, I loved what you said about your circle, like this, these are my people and this is what I'm doing right now and everybody else is just going to have to kind of take care of themselves. But what else would you tell them? What kind of things would they maybe not be thinking of? in the first months in the first year that you guys maybe did or did later and wished you had done earlier that would be helpful i one thing uh uh you know counseling is a good thing yeah, yeah. Uh, finding a good christian counselor it, it would have benefited our marriage um you know if we had if we had done that we, we we've experienced that now and, and mm -hmm. it was very helpful for us but um for for all the family that's going through that uh, seek counseling yeah you know get get on top of this don't don't let it all talk to somebody and i think one of the things we went to a counselor a couple times but it didn't really stick but one of the things in in at that counseling session was i got to hear her right you mm -hmm. know instead of her putting on brave face and me putting on brave face for the girls i got to hear what was going on in her heart and yeah. her head um so you know that's that was huge for me yeah i also think we were very fortunate through treatment and when we lost Kylie, my sister just kind of stepped in and, and was the disseminator of information. Yeah. And to have wow. somebody that was a point person who she coordinated people who were driving Jenna to ballet, she coordinated mm. the meal train, she just made sure that when there were updates, we weren't trying to to text 57 people because right. that's exhausting that it is exhausting, exhausting. Yeah. and you just have nothing left yeah. as it is and so we would just text rhonda and she would get wow. things out and it was yeah. huge so if you have somebody crazy. who can just be the person that that just kind of takes over the administration of of life. everything yeah, life of that's going life on it, that's yeah. huge yeah. huge wow. like that's great it, she was that's such a, huge a blessing gap. it is and, and if we had someone who was you know wanted more information and we were we could help we would we would pass that number to Rhonda and say Rhonda can you put this on the on your your chain you mm -hmm. know so, so you're yeah. giving this person information because it's it, it's exhausting like, I mean to, to try and oh who did I not update who did I, you know and and again you've got to worry about you not about somebody else's feelings yeah I just also think as parents um, we have since gotten to hear, we, we um, spoke at a, a grief thing and, and Meredith was able to speak with us. And so hearing her perspective, talking to parents about being a, a sibling who yeah. had lost a child, I think, wow, I wish I had known all this at the time, you know, going through it. But she talked about the collateral damage yeah. the things that it's okay for kids to feel the loss of i missed her senior year right i missed mm -hmm. things of jenna graduating from the the christian school she went through through eighth grade i missed the play meredith directed her, during her senior year you mm. know lots of collateral we call it collateral, collateral damage. damage things that that yep. 
they understood they were not resentful they wanted us to knew that that's where we needed to be and right. they wanted us to be with their sister but it's okay to grieve those losses sure. those yeah. other losses besides the great huge loss that you're grieving and i think for parent like I, I i think wow i wish i would have known to have this conversation earlier to to give to make sure they knew they had the freedom to grieve yeah. all the little losses in yeah. addition to the big loss yeah, yeah. and they they each handled it completely differently yeah. um you know meredith was very emotional and, and open and and sought counseling uh kendall is a stuffer mm. you know mm -hmm. and she just stuffed it inside. she like watched to take yeah. care of me she yeah. was very yeah. focused on i see that mom needs me right now and yeah jenna was just angry i mean yeah. jenna and kylie were 19 months apart so they yeah. were they'd been pals from day one yeah. and uh, so she was she, just angry so they all handled it different ways and it took different lengths of time yep. for them to, to to work through those things sure yeah that's a lot to learn we've that's... talked about like the public smiley for kylie but what things do you guys do as a family like what traditions do you keep or what kind of things do you do as a family to honor her well, we shut it down on on the 13th mm -hmm. which is the day she passed you know we just we just pack it in and uh, sometimes we try and go do things that that she would like to do mm -hmm. you know and 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 go places but we don't uh, we don't expect you know anything to happen those days except yeah. we just reflect a little bit i think in general for us keeping things alive that that we know she would love like at first it was really hard to do christmas because we didn't feel like celebrating but she loved Christmas. Yeah. She wanted to put Christmas decorations up in October. Yeah. And oh, I feel so, that. <laughs> I feel that a lot. Yeah. So for us, I think just doing things that I love when I know I'm doing something that that she would just love to do. My niece, my oldest niece was pregnant when Kylie passed. And that was one of the first questions is, am I still going to be here to meet baby P? And she wasn't able to this side of heaven but um she was knitting him a blanket and mm. um so when i'm with my sister's grandkids like yeah. i know that's something she yeah. would just be all, all in you know yeah um and she was just our peacemaker and our lover of people who maybe felt left out or needed yeah. some extra love and so for us like on on her birthday her school still does kind of a do so, you know pay it forward kind mm -hmm. of thing just spread some joy and um i love doing things like that where i know if i'm reaching out to somebody who who may need a little extra love that's something that's kylie something she would, she would doing. be doing and i i feel connected with her when i'm doing those things that i know she that's would awesome yeah be all in for if that's she were cool. here love that one last question I'd love to get y'all's thoughts on. I think that people, people in general, have a hard time with loss, first of all, and then they have a hard time engaging with people that have experienced loss. Coming probably from a very good place, right? Sure. They don't want to say the wrong thing, and I'm sure there's plenty of people that do, <laughs> do say the wrong thing. They also don't want to cause pain or cause hurt, and so... I know before Carter was diagnosed, I, I was this person of like, I shouldn't bring anything up. I should just not bring it up because I don't want to cause any, I don't want right. to, I'm so worried I'm going to say the wrong thing. What would you like to share with people to make that, to make them more comfortable and kind of give them some insight? What's okay to say? What is okay to say? And, and how do we say how sorry we are? Or how do we bring it up? 
yeah, I think I'm I'm sorry, sorry. for your loss is, is where you start. But, mm-hmm. you know, by you asking about Kylie, I didn't forget that that, that I lost her. And yeah. I love talking about her and hearing her name. Some of the sweetest things that happened to us in that terrible first few months were some of her friends or people who knew her telling us stories that we hadn't heard mm. before. Oh. Um, I, th- there was there was a couple of stories that we heard that just you know you just you swell it's like she's there for just a second um and so people sent us pictures and videos that they that they had gotten so um i would say you know if you have a picture on your phone and you're not sure if you should share it text them and ask them i found a picture of of your child would you like it and so um again i love talking about kylie um what i didn't like uh, at times was comparisons of you know my uncle you know or or this that that I, you know, I'm, I'm sorry you, you lost your uncle too, but uh, those were, those were tough to stomach at times. And the other thing that that happened a lot, and I, I really catch myself uh, and stop myself from doing it for me is uh, assuming a role that I didn't have before. So uh-huh. if if you weren't my best friend before, chances are when I'm going through this momentous grief period of my life, I'm not going to accept you in to be my my racquetball partner. You know, yeah. I, yeah. I just can't do it. I can't start a new relationship. And and several people out of good intentions mm-hmm. would try to elevate their their yeah. their relationship, and, and it just wasn't the time. Right. So I also think that it's just helpful for other people to just keep in mind perspective when you're talking to someone who has lost a child, even if it's about something different. My least favorite thing in the world right after losing Kylie was when somebody would say, I'm devastated that my team lost the football game. I'm heartbroken. And I'm like, you should be on your knees thanking God that you have no idea what heartbroken and devastated mean. So just, just perspective to keep in mind the things that that not that I don't think other people have problems or didn't mm-hmm. want to be sympathetic or listen to problems, sure. but just those words to choose yeah. carefully. Be sensitive to that, this. The, be to sensitive and things like yeah. that. Yeah. The, the yeah. fact Absolutely. that that you know here you are with your heart just shattered on the floor and you can barely get up and breathe in and out in the morning and just yep. you know perspective that your your team losing the football game is probably not the biggest deal. Yeah, yeah. you had a team to go cheer on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, different yeah. perspective. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I think that's good for folks to understand and, and to know. Absolutely. Y'all, this has been great. Thank you guys so much for just taking some time to sit with us. Thanks for coming in. Absolutely. With yeah. us. We love hearing you guys talk about Kylie. I'm sure you guys love talking about Kylie. So we do. thanks for letting us sit and just listen and uh, and hear some of the stories. It's really been special for us. Um, so thank you guys so much. We're really glad you guys said yes and joined us. Thanks for having us. Christy, I just, um, you know, it's a hard story, but I just love getting to sit with Mark and Robin and hear about Kylie. Um, Such a joy just to hear the lives she touched, how many um, folks she encouraged through her story and and, uh, inspired uh, through her story. And just an amazing young lady. And uh, yeah, super cool to hear just the impact uh, that, that came from it. And thanks to Robin and Mark for coming in today and just for being willing to share your family with us. Yeah, it was really great. Um, I hope you guys listening uh, were encouraged by uh, Robin and Mark as well today. Uh, We're grateful for you guys listening. Thank you guys for being a part of this. We will see you next week on the Lighthouse Podcast.